Dun, 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 dun. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Oh, it's Jock Jams! <laughs> Jock Jams 2020! You're stuck in the house, y'all! Ain't gonna be playing at Charlotte Bobcat Stadium anytime soon! Oh, God. <laughs> Bobcats. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Vornham. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike. You. Tolbear. Hey. And calling in from the, what, what is it? What, what's the area code there? What's uh, your area code, Cookie? Shit, I don't even think I know my area code. 252? Uh, calling in from the Queen City. What is it? I don't know. Cookie. I, don't know. I think it's 252. Is it 252? Two, two, no, right, right, no. That's, that's coastal area. Oh, my God. Well, Cookie is calling in from Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> Charlotte. Goddamn uh, right. Cookie, how was the move? That, that's going to be our first topic today. Did, did you have a sufficient move? Are you fully uh, in to the new place? Sufficient, I don't think, is the word for it. It took us, like, we just now got everything in the house. Today? So, I would say it took about five, yeah, five to six days to, like, get everything in the house. So sufficient, no. But is everything here? Yes. Uh, so how many boxes of wrestling DVDs did you bring like with you? I have a, a large crate of uh, wrestling DVDs from, did from Diane, a week now. Uh, did Diane want you to take them to the local swap meet or flea market to get rid of said DVDs? Or is she allowing <laughs> these on her, on her uh, DVD shelf along with Friends DVDs? And uh, Gilmore Girl DVDs. Uh, so what she did was she drove past the local uh, pawn shop a couple of times, just said, "You know, you could get rid of some of these, right?" <laughs> you don't need so, these enemies. Uh, <laughs> enemies. That's all of you in there. Yeah. Wait, wait, so your your DVD collection is basically Naruto and uh, Attitude Era professional wrestling at this point. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Along with some uh, some Saturday morning cartoons like Static Shock. Yeah, I, I did see that. You are a big fan of Static Shock. I, I I forgot. So do you do you feel that you were ready for this new beginning, Cookie? Are are you you very uh, optimistic about the Charlotte move so far? I am. I am. Um, it's been nice and quiet in this little apartment, you know, complex and whatnot. So like. It's been fun. You know, it's been hard moving all this crap up three flights of stairs. Well, you need the exercise. I do need it. We all need to exercise, Aaron. You do, too. <laughs> I can see I can see those titties from here. Hey, hey, now. Hey, now. Hey now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I went I went too far. <laughs> you, that, that I think we're going to have to we're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> Speaking out movement. You're you're assaulting me. Harassing oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me dial that back. Can we? Uh, are we live, pal? We're live, pal. Oh shit! Uh, never mind. Oh well. Uh, but so anyway, Cookie, yes, actually, um, he was very saddened by what happened yesterday. Uh, we, for the past week or so, we have been gearing up for the first independent wrestling show in Wilmington since like the pandemic started, we were like going to go watch it. And, um, 
it had a change of venues a couple times. It was going to be at the local Y, uh, WCA, no, YMCA building, I think, near Ogden, which is uh, like one of the outskirts of Wellington. But uh, Ogden, uh, with, with the edicts of our government, they did not want that amount of people, you know, the, the hundreds and hundreds of people that were going to be coming to this independent wrestling show to be packed together in an auditorium at the YMCA. So they decided to do the most independent professional wrestling thing you can do and uh, set up a ring in the middle of the local bowling alley parking lot. So we got to tailgate and sit down and watch a um, a wrestling match, <laughs> a, a, uh, an event uh, live and in person. Mike, tell me about what you went through yesterday as you were gearing up and then the, the you know, the build up, the build up, the build up, and then the, um, just the plateau. I don't think there was much more. <laughs> I don't think there was much more up after we ate. Uh, well, I mean, the the one issue living here in Wilmington is there is not anything to tailgate. There's no college football. Right. High school football is not really that big down here. So there's there's nothing really to like go with your boys and sit in a parking lot, grill out, drink beers, and just have a good time. And so as soon as you found out that they were – potentially going to do this in a bowling alley parking lot <laughs> it just you so said ridiculous. you said do y'all want to go and maybe tailgate and i, I immediately was like yes <laughs> tailgate yes i will i will go ta- i need to drink beers in a parking lot and i think i found that out like late at night and i think i sent the message at like 1 a.m and mike somehow woke up to this message Dude, that's why i never saw it i was like when did this even come to me this is the tailgate <laughs> gods just, and, and then mike was like immediately like Oh, oh, we're tailgating. And I was like, you know, I was thinking that we were going to have like, you know, chips and some halluva dip and like, um, you know, have have maybe a couple beers. Mike brought his whole fucking like. It was a tailgate setup, man. Mike brought two stoves. I'm from the Midwest. This is how we do it. Uh, and cooked uh, macaroni and cheese. Hold on, hold on. Let me go through the, let me, oh, oh, I'm run sorry. the menu down for you. We had bratwurst with peppers, oil that were cooked in a fine <laughs> vat of butter and beer. We had hot dogs. Hot dogs, um, that's right. Travis and his wife brought a guacamole dip and a bean dip. Uh, delicious bean and then dip. I made a not just a macaroni and cheese. It was a Annie's three cheese blend macaroni and oh, cheese shit. with bacon. With bacon. So homemade bacon, bacon. Homemade bacon that I made that morning. So homemade bacon, mac and cheese. Lordons. Topped it all off. Um, we, we, was a little, we were a little worried there because we, we get there, we put the tent up, it starts raining. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, well, they're not even putting boards on this ring yet. I'm not going to pull all my shit out until I know for sure that this is going to go down. And not only was it like raining, it, it was, was pouring. pouring and thundering and lightning and we're standing out under this tent and we're like, eh, well, fuck it. Like, I guess we'll wait around a little bit. I think that's uh, the saddest time. I've seen Mike, to be honest with you. I, I was I was more just like my feet were wet. Like that was like <laughs> it's kind of just disappointing. You know, once your feet get wet. But I had sandals on, so it worked out. But um, but the you know, slowly the the clouds opened and we realized we were gonna get to do this thing. And I said, Aaron, back your truck up right now. We're gonna do this. Cause if I pull all my shit out, I'm not quitting until we're done. And uh it, it ended up it went off without a hitch for the most part. We had no less Tell you what, actually, I'm going to word this in a way to describe the vast amount of people that were very happy and wanted to procure some of my food. Um, I would say 
probably 10% of the crowd yeah. came up and asked if we were selling food. Right. So that was about five people came up. <laughs> <laughs> about five people came up and they're like, hey, you, you selling them dogs? You selling them dogs? There you should have turned to profit, man. That's so you don't we make money. You, we, we were saying if, if we had a little more carny in us, we probably should have sold the food. We could have made back the money we paid for this amazing five-star wrestling show, five cookie even wrestling show that we watched afterwards. Um, there was, uh, I, I, I want to let it be known that the tailgating gods shined their beautiful, beautiful light down upon us. And there was a beautiful rainbow over what was <laughs> happening and we're like this is this is the independent wrestling god smiling down on us right now we are gonna get to watch five star matches all around mike tell me about the wrestling uh, i mean it's independent wrestling right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, was, it was good i you know if any if i could take a moment i'm just gonna go ahead and just tell i'm gonna join the aaron varnum bandwagon and say that i hate wrestling fans i absolute hate like i hate them i hate them so much because wrestling fans are the worst the, like i mean it's like watching wwe when there's a dead crowd and you know you get there there's there's 50 ish people here and and <laughs> travis aaron and i are the only ones cheering and booing no one is making a sound nobody's doing it. it's just like I don't like I, I, you lose track. You, t you look at your phone. You for, you don't know the new guys come out. You don't know who the who the good guys, who the bad guys is because nobody's cheering or booing anybody. It was a little frustrating, a little disappointing. I, I can't imagine working in that kind of situation. It must have been tough. Um, yeah, it, it it seemed to be a a you know t you hear comedians talking about tough crowd, tough crowd. That was <laughs> the the epitome of one. You you have these people that have been cooped up in their house for the past four to five months staying inside not being able to raise their voice and have a good time they go out to the cardinal lanes bowling alley parking lot <laughs> they are ready to blow the roof off this 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 bowling alley and the whole time they're just sitting on their hands at one point i had a good heckle back and forth with the announcer I forget what, what it was about Braveheart or something. Well, I, I ended it with Braveheart. The guy's name had heart in it, and he was making puns, and I was yelling puns, and it was it was a good time. But that's how dead the crowd was. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, you have to understand, most of these guys were doing that before all this happened as well. Yeah, they were leaving their houses or talking to anybody. And and we're we're watching this match, and that slowly, as the show progressed, the belligerence of, of one big Mike and Travis started getting better and better as the show went on. It always and, does. It always and does. And then towards like the main event, they're like, yeah, you slap that leg. I'm like, Shh, don't, don't tell them how the sausage is made. Come on, Mike. <laughs> I, that was a Travis comment. That was a Travis comment. I've <laughs> yeah, never seen Travis a, a little bit inebriated. He was a lot of fun. He was louder than I've ever heard him before. But it was, it was, it was tough. Cause like we're sitting in the bed of Aaron's truck and we're like, and we're back off of the crowd a little bit. We're cheering and smacking the truck, trying to get people to clap and, you know, fire up the good guy. And, like, nobody it, gave a it, shit. There's no fire. There wasn't even smoke. <laughs> we, we, we brought the smoke. I, I hate I missed it, but I, I had to work. We, uh, the, the establishment at work, we're back open. And it's been a crazy week. But I was 
talking to some friends. I'm like, yeah, I think the guys are at, uh, I was actually talking to CT. I was like, the guys are at an event right now. I was like, I'm probably got pictures. And I pulled up my phone. I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah, there's pictures. Wait, Cookie's got something to say. Yes, Cookie. I, uh, I have a question. Uh, that picture of the guy in his tidy whities in the woods. Was that yes. a wrestler getting ready for? Uh, wait, yes, yes, it was. It was. Yes. <laughs> I also like uh, the guy in his car. Yeah. Uh, Which one? The, the zoom in of the guy in his car. Oh yeah, he was my favorite the whole night. He looked um, like he looked like he was in it. Cheersing uh, two liter diet cokes at one point. Cheer one. Cheer, Cheer one. So uh, I uh, was given a gift from uh, Big Mike's wife yesterday. She knows that I'm not a big drinker, so she brought me a two liter of diet cheer wine and i'm like well I, am i gonna drink it out of the bottle we don't have any cups so I, I took a couple sips and then all of a sudden i see a two liter cheer wine somewhere else and i'm like what the hell did somebody steal my cheer wine no i was not the only person drinking straight out of a two liter diet cheer wine bottle at this event <laughs> so we had to were. cheers it and then we had to chug it oh god Oh, we also wow. saw Cookie. Cookie was at Cookie the event yesterday. I was, I was not at the event. Let's go ahead and clarify that. My girlfriend <laughs> thought that I was at the event, apparently, but I was not at the event. Cookie, what did you think when we sent you that picture? So that we found a fan at the event that looked very similar to Cookie. And as a joke, we took a picture of the fan and said, Cookie, why aren't you talking to us? And tell me the whole interaction. What, what, what went through your head and how did your girlfriend react? Uh, so in my head, I was like, that guy's fro looks lopsided. That was the first thing. <laughs> and I showed the picture to my girlfriend. She was like, oh my God, that looks just like you. And I said, God <laughs> damn it. No, it does not. I felt kind of bad. I'm like, is this racist when I like sent the picture? But then once Diane confirmed it, I said, thank God. I, we had a confirmation from Diane. So other events that happened throughout the night, I was able to, to take some amazing photography pictures. Yeah, uh, hold on. Aaron was talking about the, the, the low budgetness of what we were about to watch. And then Aaron was just, as soon as we get there, Aaron's in his element. He was gone for like camera. 20 minutes doing Aaron things, talking to all the wrestlers. And then he'd kind of saunter off and take a bunch of photos and come back and be like, yeah, this is, this is the wrestling. Isn't that good? Oh, like, no, oh, no, no. I did not say that. Why are you taking all these wrestling photos then, Aaron? Because I wanted to try out my new camera just in case we have a, a steak fest at some point. We got to have some good photography there. Don't, don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh, Mike. So we, we were able to, you know, sit there and be entertained on a Saturday night. It felt good, especially during a pandemic, that we were able to get together, socially distanced. We were safe. Uh, we, we kept to our own little corner the except, whole time. Except for the random people that came up and were like, yeah, uh, you, got new, you got hot dogs. The, well, actually, I will say, you know, the one patron did um, wash <laughs> his feet in the puddle next to the truck before asking us what? if he, he could buy a hot dog. Yeah, like, tell that story, please. <laughs> Travis uh, loved it. I mean, it was essentially what I just said, like some guy just walks, is walking up to the truck and washes his feet in the puddle and then proceeds to walk up to him. And then says, hey, is this a, is this a flea market? Yeah, I thought this was a flea market. I was going to buy something. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. No, no, no. Why was he washing his feet? Because <laughs> we were in a bowling alley parking lot. With big puddles all around, dude. Come on. His feet, I guess what the hell? Can I just say that I, I almost Jesus. lost my mind when we pull in, we set up a tent, and somebody comes up to us and goes, y'all here for the wrestling? 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> no, every Saturday I just find a parking lot and put a tent up and <laughs> start drinking beers. Drink beer and cook food. <laughs> so we I'm were able, you know, to be entertained on a Saturday night. It, it ended up being a very fun experience. I loved it. I had a great time. You know, it's, it's not... Not as highbrow as something you would see in Charlotte, which is what we're talking about all today on $2 steak. Yes, Cookie. Wait, one more question. Uh, yes. Mike, how many beers? That's all <laughs> my only question. How many beers deep was this picture taken? <laughs> Uh, I mean, not that, I mean, that wasn't that bad. I just, Aaron, I just saw Aaron taking the photo. So I was like, put on a stupid, cheesy face. <laughs> I will say as soon as we got in the car, Cookie. Michael's yes. like, I fucking love independent wrestling. <laughs> I love the idea of it. I love tailgating. I love hanging out with friends. I like being able to yell and heckle and scream and cheer. And it was a great time. It, it's oh, not man. unlike going to like a UNCW rugby event or like a rugby event that we're not exactly. participating yeah, no, in. That's it. You go in, you, you have go, fun, you talk shit. You buy in, you cheer and you boo and you heckle and it's a good time. I, oh, it, man. It's you know it's maybe like a step down from something like Wrestlecade, but it is still an event that you can kind of be yourself. You can be free. You can talk shit. You can enjoy what you're doing. Yes, Cookie. I think it's a step up from Hope County, though, from the quarantine. I, step up from quarantine. We saw some. Uh, there was a lot of crossover, cross pollination really? between the two two events. <laughs> there, there was definitely some Hope County kids there, so we were excited to to. People came up and they're like, hey, you did this stuff at Hope County. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So today we are talking about Charlotte. Since our boy Cookie moved to Charlotte, Charlotte is a hotbed, was a hotbed of professional wrestling from the 50s all the way to the early 90s, the home of great professional wrestling a lot of wrestlers coming out of Charlotte, people claiming Charlotte as their hometown, like uh, one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or another Richard Flair. These people love... <laughs> what? Well, I broke out the full name. Richard <laughs> Flair. So anyways, we're going to be talking about some, some professional wrestling in Charlotte today. And boys, I want to let you know, I went into this thinking that it was going to be the easiest thing in the world to find Charlotte professional wrestling matches, especially from the 70s and 80s. I could not verify a lot of those matches were in Charlotte. People weren't saying like, hey, we're in Charlotte today. And a lot of the stuff wasn't broken down into single matches. It was full television shows because they had studio wrestling in Charlotte. So it was really tough for me to find marquee matchups that we could do for this episode. So... What I did was break it up and found different matches that I found that were in Charlotte. So we have got two WWE matches and an NWA match, but that NWA match has a twist. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that next. The training of these poor creatures to turn themselves into fighting machines is simply barbaric. <laughs> All right, for the uh, uh, Youngstown Heat with Big Mike. Is that even worse? Mike, come up with a name and we're going to sell it. Why doesn't somebody tweet us out what you think my, my second Nobody is going to Our attempts at fan interaction always fall on like flat on their face. Yeah. Mike, 
<laughs> you have got one Darius Lockhart against Action Mike Jackson. Tell me a little bit about your matchup. All right, Action Mike Jackson versus Darius Lockhart. This is a match taking place in Charlotte. Date unknown. Uh, I, think it, I think it happened in 2015. 2015. The YouTube said three years ago, but it's, I think it looked probably older than three years. Actually, ago. it might have been four years ago. It might have been. It might have been 2016. This is the NWA. What was the exactly? NWA Legends Fan Legends Fest? Fan Fest. Um, so on commentary we have Aaron Varnum. Who? <laughs> Who is on commentary on this matchup? This guy Ooh. named Aaron Varnum. What? Yes, and uh, you know. Not my favorite announcer, but, you know, he does a decent job. That is bullshit. I, I am up there with the ranks of Jim Ross and, and Tony Schiavone. And, and I think it goes Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and then Aaron Varnum in the top three. No, actually, it was probably pretty bad. I'm sorry, Mike, that you had to sit through that. <laughs> uh, well, I, I laughed a couple times. but um, to, So Darius Lockhart had just come back from Japan, correct? Correct. Young guy, 20 years old. And action, Mike Jackson comes in, you know, little, little, he's a grizzled veteran, you would say. Would you say that? Um, I would say he looked grizzled and he was definitely a veteran of World oh. War II. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he 68 was a, years old. A 68 year old man, uh, wrestled Darius Lockhart, a 20 year old. Yeah. So, um, you know, as soon as you hear that and you hear this guy on the microphone hyping it up, you know, you're, you're curious as to what you're going to get. Um, overall, what, I think the total match length was between like 12 and 13 minutes. Yes. And uh, dude, action pack, non-action Mike Jackson lives up to his name, 68 years old. No quitting that guy. Um, he had some really, really tough arm drags and like just still looked pretty crisp. Had he been working this entire time or did he come out of – he came out of retirement. So, like, the story that I heard, and, and people can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure Zane will at some point because apparently the veil has been opened and I, I'm full of shit a lot of the time. Um, he had worked a lot in the 70s and 80s coming out of Alabama, always kept himself in great shape, worked sporadically, and then they're like, hey, you want to come to this Legends Fan Fest? And he's like, sure. He came to it and put on a show. But also, even recently, even as the pandemic first started, I think TNA had a bunch of um, taped stuff that they have already like done and had it in the can. And he had a match on TNA in the last year. So he would be like 70-something at this Jesus. point. And did the same sort of uh, shtick. Well, at one point, he, he does a dive out through the middle rope. A tope suicida from a, a 68-year-old man. Yeah, and, you know. He's got nothing left to lose. To his know? credit, <laughs> it looked good from the camera angle that we had. Um, you know, the camera work was a little shoddy. There was only one cameraman at that entire event. Could you tell that there was only one camera the entire thing? Well, there was a hard cam, and then there was. It was me. You running around. Yeah, so the hard cam was on sticks up on a stage and then me because my uh, co-cameraman that always helped me out got sick that day and could not help me. So I was like, well, I guess I'm SOL on this event, so I'm going to have to shoot everything myself. Yeah. Did you do the lighting too? Were you in charge of that? Yes. Okay. Why? It was a little bright. <laughs> well, I, so, so we had four floodlights for that. I just brought in four yeah. floodlights. I, I was not able to like dramatically yeah, light it. They could have just turned the lights to the dining room on. 
I know. So, yeah, so it was in the it, middle. It had an interesting effect because, you know, you with poor lighting, you don't see as many botches as Cookie would say. Or, you know, it doesn't need to look as snug because you're not getting – it's not HD. Right. Um, at one point, uh, Lockhart gets up on the, the r- ring or the corner post, and there's like three shadows of him. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that, that was my a, three lights. Yeah. Added a little flair to everything. Um, ultimately – Action Mike Jackson gets the pin, gets the three count. Um, he worked. He worked this guy pretty good. Like, I, and there wasn't a ton of back and forth. It was mostly Action Mike Jackson. There was a couple times during this matchup. I remember uh, there's you always hear the the old school spot by Undertaker, and Action Mike Jackson did the old school spot. But as opposed to what Undertaker does with one side of the ring. Mike Jackson oh, walked around the entire the ring. Yeah, see, I try to forget about those. I thought it was neat. Like, yeah, he's a sixty-eight-year-old man. I don't like get real critical on a lot of things. Oh, or you, you yeah. want to call oh, up Mike don't? Jackson about this? <laughs> oh, I just hey, I Mike hate, doesn't get real critical I about hate things. Part of fucking, <laughs> I hate that spot. Uh, can we talk about the shit list next? Is that, <laughs> that going to be the critical? I tried to block that out. Yeah, I mean, I whatever. I will say, you know, he, 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 there was another move where he gets tossed, either tossed off the apron or something like that, and lands on his. It wasn't even flat back. It was kind of on, it was on his hip. It was I've, a side I've seen people younger than him at the hospital for broken hips, and I did cringe pretty aggressively. Yeah, so it, it, it's a pretty neat setup. NWA Fan Fest is something that, that a guy named Greg Price did for years and years and years in Charlotte, and what he would do was bring in all of the big names from NWA. So it was everybody. Jim Cornette was, every, was there every year, and they would always have it at the um, – charlotte hilton ballroom and like conference center and you could meet you could do stuff with like rvd was at that one i got to meet him i got to meet the guy that said it's still real to me damn it he was there a bunch of wrestling legends were all at this fan fest and every night they put together a little wrestling show so greg would reach out to me and be like hey we're doing a wrestling show on saturday night it's our big event can you come in and film it like you usually do I drive up to Charlotte, get the stuff. I get a hotel room for one night, film it, put it together, and then head back. Aired on my show, but then I also give it to him to sell for DVDs. And uh, it ended up just being like a fun event year after year. Like you, you would see all your wrestling fans, fans that you've recognized that, that go to all the local independent shows. But then you would have like wrestling. Um, seminars like so somebody like tom pritchard who is dr tom pritchard from the heavenly bodies would come in and a bunch of wrestlers would get to learn and have one-on-one sessions with him for a couple hours and and do stuff like that so it ended up being like a big deal and uh i think it was just like it kind of kept that mystique for charlotte being an epicenter of professional wrestling gotcha uh at one point commentary says that they're trying to lead to a break and they say, we got to pay our sponsors. And I think yes. meant, we show our sponsors or pay our bills, but I laughed out loud. Because I said, we got to pay our sponsors. You basically implied that you were paying sponsors. Uh, <laughs> at that point, uh, I wish. Uh, no. So like when I started off the, so full disclosure, this was an episode of midnight mayhem, the show that I used to do on um, the channel in Myrtle beach that I used to work at. And, the sponsors, like, so when I first started the show, I would have to pay $80 a week. 
for an episode and it would air at 1 a.m on the cw network in myrtle beach so 1 a.m it came on it was not called midnight mayhem at first and people started watching it for something like somehow people started finding it in like we got a, a number in the rating book. Getting home from the bars. <laughs> yeah, people were drunk. Myrtle Beach. They're coming off Ocean Avenue. Like <laughs> People <laughs> were drunk, especially during the summertime. And we'd get like, you know, people would be like, hey, you got that wrestling coming on tonight? We need to watch that wrestling. So people would start watching it at 1 a.m. every Saturday night. We got a rating in the rating book. And the person that did all of our programming at the TV station came up to me and she's like, hey, we can do something where – if you guys allow us to have commercial time in it, it'll be free for you. Like you can have free airtime. And I'm like, I will definitely do that. And they're like, would you like midnight instead? So that's why it became midnight mayhem. And it saved me a lot of money. I didn't have to pay $80 a week to have a wrestling show on. So it was a kind of a cool deal to have my own TV show, kind of like a podcast, you know? Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've never had a TV show, but I'm, thanks, Mike. Podcast is pretty cool. <laughs> I will say, when he uploads it onto YouTube, he leaves the blank five minutes for the ad. Two minutes, <laughs> two minute spots for ad time because I I had one file at the time and I didn't have like my own, you know, editing computer at the time, so I couldn't. I had to streamline it some somehow. So I would just that was the one that I would upload to the server. So I'd also just upload that to YouTube as well. You just yeah. make up the sponsors in your head. Yeah, that's well. I was I was getting yeah, really excited. I was about it. to say like, what kind, of, what kind of ad <laughs> is Aaron gonna have on Midnight Man? <laughs> I don't even remember what ads they would put in, but it was like normal stuff. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um. But yeah, actually, Mike Jackson, keep working, man. I want to find that TNA match and see what he did at seventy something. Mike, uh, let's talk about social media. Um, social media. We had a little bit of a pickup this week on Twitter. Um, I came out of the woodwork and actually tweeted out some random things. Um, but back to 296. And shout out to Everything's a Bong. He retweeted something and said, let's get these guys to 300. We got, I think, one or two. So <laughs> props to that. Thank you. Um, we will do, continue to do our best to provide uh, interesting and fun content. We had a little back and forth with some people. I posted a fi- finally a good question. And we had some comments regarding what we should cook at the tailgate um we cooked none of that we cooked none of it but we had four comments which is more than we never ever really get on anything else <laughs> i like said a slow clap for that. i said if a podcast were to tailgate an indie wrestling show set to work a bowling alley parking lot what would they cook and we had liver pudding and hog maw yeah who was that who, who said that one Oh, that would be me. That would be your boy, Cookie. Cookie. Grilled Spam and cheese, pork skins, and cold beer. Cook, cheese, wisdom, Ritz crackers. Hey. And grilled bologna steaks. Yeah, we... Ain't broke, don't fix it. I uh, I went a little bigger than those. But, um, yeah, check check us out at number two, dollar steak underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see all the fine feats we did this weekend, the funny little photos. You can see Aaron swiping right on his phone. Well, which is false because I'm, I'm... basically in a relationship right okay now. well aaron was doing something on his phone uh, yeah i was not, talking to that person not watching <laughs> wrestling last night um aaron clearly wasn't sports entertained tolbert how are you doing on uh, instagram this week bud no posts hey bud I'm, man this week, i don't even want to talk about this week. yeah so tolbert, <laughs> tolbert is getting back into his yeah. bar schedule yeah man, and he is he looks like shit 
<laughs> Instagram's like shit too, apparently. Tolbert, have you have you do you think you've had any uh, exposure to the virus this Most week? Definitely. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> great to hear. Glad, glad to see that you're inside my house with us. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a scare, and and now we might have another scare. Thank you, Mike. Me. Oh, thank you, Tolbert. Excuse me. I looked at Mike. Sorry, Mike. Jesus. 132 followers. So you didn't lose anybody. You kind of just <laughs> didn't exist. You just didn't exist in the space this week, which is fine. Uh, I know how you feel, man. I worked 10 days straight and last Thursday. That was terrible. That sucks. Yeah, man. 2020 sucks so much. I, yeah, man. I work five days a week. Cookie, how many days a week are you working? Uh, None. Okay. Right. Just making sure. Nine days a week. COVID 2020. Just organizing those DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> do I do it with a map? I'm going to organize them either alphabetically or... Um, or color-coded. Color-coded. <laughs> um, no hits and shits this week. I... All right, yeah, that's fine. I'm coming off of a you know ten day thing, I've been enjoying my last three How days. How did you like my Fourth of July wrestling post, though? I really enjoyed that. Yeah, we did not talk the, about that last week. To mention the the week before, how what? I approached. That's true. We, this should have been a two week. Oh, that is true. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, like most comedic geniuses, this time of year, I take a hiatus. So. Do most comedic <laughs> geniuses do that during this time of the year? I will say, Tolbert did have a string of perfect Instagrams Correct. celebrate the great birth of this nation. That's right. Um, involving Sting and Dusty Rhodes and Mark Henry, Terry Funk. Who's, who's Terry Funk? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the greatest <laughs> of all time. That was the first one you posted. Thank you for oh, that. Yeah. Because I think Aaron. I sent it to you and I was like, hey, hey, Tolbert. You have to. You have to post this. Yes, Cookie. How upset were you that uh, Terry Funk did not create a Twitter? All right, so... There was I, a scare that today did that happen? Yeah, so Zane sent us a message. Not that Zane... Uh, so Zane obviously went back to being a baby face for a couple minutes today when he sent us a message and said that Terry Funk had created a Twitter account and posted a video, and I, and I watched the video, and for about five minutes, I was like having a meltdown. I'm like, yeah! Terry Funk, woo! He's got a Twitter. We can finally maybe get him to to listen to our show. No, don't listen to our show, Terry, because then you'll send us a cease and desist. Um, but about two minutes later, I uh, I found out that it was a fake, and uh, my dreams were crushed. It hurt me, man. It I was sad. I I, yeah. I want to know what Terry is doing during coronavirus. He doesn't is have it, time for Twitter. It, what is he doing? Sean is he horses? gardening? I imagine he like. I don't know. Makes pictures. he's probably listening to ICP, <laughs> listening, <laughs> listening to ICP, ICP while doing gardening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a, a, a funny conversation with my boss last night about ICP. Apparently, he met them in their early days, has one of their demo tapes, and they beat up his roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoop whoop. Yeah, interesting story over uh, beers last night. Now, were you? Did you openly admit that you were a closet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out of the closet. All right. ICP so were you like, you're an ICP fan? And he's like, yeah. what did he say? Like, oh, how, yeah, how did he, he bring that up in, in well, conversation? We were just, you know, just after work beers, you know, hanging out. Uh, uh, I don't think normal people talk about ICP. We do. We yeah. do. I don't know. I don't know how it came up. Oh, no. Funny story. This is how it came up. All right. This is our first week open as a bottle shop. Right. So. Not many places are open downtown, so we draw a bunch of interesting people. Correct. Um, some juggalos came into the bar, right? Okay. 
One of them had, you know, the little cricket cages you used to go fishing when you were a kid to keep oh crickets God, in? Yeah. It's like right? we, what we would put the, like, the sand fiddlers in? Yeah, exactly. Um, or a little bigger than that. It's like a mesh cage. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know exactly. Anyway, was, yeah. he had a hermit crab and a sparrow, a live sparrow inside of a cricket cage, like holding it. Um, in yeah, the bar? Yeah, he came in the bar with it. Why walked, did walked Why did your uh, doorman allow that in? I, he wasn't there at the time. Okay, that makes sense. Same reason why he allowed that anaconda in. Yeah, yeah week, weeknights get interesting because, you know, it's just... Yeah, people downtown Wilmington anyway, that's how Jugglos came up. You're like, there were Jugglos. We started talking about Jugglos, and, and then stories of ICP came up. Oh, anyway, well, that's there, a fun, there you fun go. Fun tangent right there for you kids. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> But yeah, this fucker had a fucking life sparrow in a cricket gauge walking around downtown Wilmington. Did he train the sparrow? <clears throat> I don't know. Apparently, he got along with the hermit crab very well. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> maybe he's worried about like carbon monoxide building up. And he's just carrying it around. Yeah, it's, 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 a it's not a canary. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> There's Lego in them there heels. <laughs> All right, for the strong style, Cookie, we, we actually switched it up a little bit this week. Cookie has got uh, Edge versus the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. Cookie, tell us a little bit about your matchup. Yes, yes. Hold on, Aaron. First off, you didn't introduce him like Tony Chimmel introduces him. He's the rated R superstar Edge. There we you go. You think you know me. You think you know me. Anyway, so this was peak wrestling for Young Cookie. This was 06, Vengeance. Um, I was in middle school at the time, so I still didn't understand what to do. (laughs) You were in college? Holy shit. I was in college. (laughs) That's so weird. Okay. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Cookie. Thanks, Cookie. (laughs) I'm sorry, Aaron. You're old. It's okay. That's all right, dude. Um, <laughs> like Edge is like rated R shtick. Hitting it with Lita, the live sex show, Matt Hardy actually being involved. I didn't realize any of that stuff was like real or it could bleed into real life. And then, you know, I start finding dirt sheets and stuff like that. Those start coming around. I realized RVD drops the title uh, because he's riding, he's riding dirty, basically. Um <laughs> What was it, like a DUI or a pound of weed that he had in the car? Uh, I don't even remember. It was him and Sabu hanging out, driving around. It was weed and pills. Yeah, and this was actually, I think, this may have been his only title defense before that happened. I think you're right, actually. I I think it might be. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, did anyone notice that Edge had the balls to say that the Stanley Cup didn't deserve to be in North Carolina? Yeah, I, I thought that his heat at the beginning was very, uh, you know, it's cheap heat, but I thought that it was good. And, and saying that the Canadians were the ones that were the reason behind the Stanley Cup being in, in North Carolina was, was to, pretty to interesting. To be fair, uh, the Stanley Cup shouldn't be south of the Mason-Dixon line. Well, it happened twice. Well, it was. Right? It happened twice, right? I don't know. Has yeah. it happened twice? I think it's happened twice. No, or maybe once. Well, I thought Hart- they were Hartford before. I thought they counted that one. Yeah, that's know. true. That's true. It, it doesn't I don't matter. know. But anyway, and then he follows it up with a cheap incest joke about North Carolina. Uh, whatever. Oh, that's true. 
Well, that might be true for you, Aaron, but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Varmtown true. It ain't. Yeah, Varmtown true. Maybe Hope County true. Sorry, Tolbert. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the countdown. Cookies top four. Number one. Yo, Edge still has some bounce. Like, RVD is on the apron. Edge hits him with the gut shot. And to my surprise, he follows it up with a sunset flip to the outside. And RVD just smacks his head to the mat with such a thud that I had to turn my head. Not a lot of people take that spot. And RVD must have been high, high to take that spot. Yeah, so that was one of the only times, and I'm glad that you pointed that out. That was the only time that, like, I've seen that spot actually go through, you know? Like, sometimes, like, when the person's hanging on to the rope, like, they do not go with it. But the whole thing was actually one smooth motion, and it ended up being a pretty nasty spot. Yeah. Oh, and that wasn't the last one. Number two. Whew. The high spots in this match. Jesus, I I get why Edge had a career-ending neck injury. He took a high cross body over the top rope to the outside and then almost got his head taken off by that spinning kick. Dude, both of those spots were amazing. They were. They were amazing to see, and they're smooth. Like, RVD is a very smooth wrestler. So is Edge, but, like, Jesus. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I would do that spot myself. I don't think I would take it. Now, I definitely couldn't do it, if you guys were wondering. You could not do that. I'm no, sorry. I definitely could not do it. Anyway. Number three. Lita's a whore. That <laughs> I heard crazy. that. I heard it. I cringed so hard. <laughs> like, goddamn, North Carolina, no class, straight savages. And I'm pretty sure she's from North Carolina. She's not from North Carolina. I don't think she's from North Carolina, but she spent a lot of time in North Carolina. I thought she was built. Oh, uh, maybe she was just built from North Carolina. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Anyway. That modified Rolling Loud or Rolling Thunder, whatever he called it, we knew what he was referencing, but that was spot on. That was a great move. Number four. Ref bump. Edge with some of that color the hard way via the Van Daminator, a miscommunication between Edge and Lita where Edge misses the spear and runs headfirst into a chair. And then RVD hits him with the best-looking frog splash in the business. RVD retains. How about that for a match? It, it, I really, I think I remember watching this match live probably at the local BW3 because that was where uh, me and all the other wrestling nerds went to go watch free pay-per-views so I didn't have to put it on my parents, uh, you know, monthly yeah. cable bill. But it was, that was such a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Like, it was a good time to be, and those were some great matches between all those people. Oh, Do you have yeah, any honorable absolutely. mentions? Oh, well, hold on. Before I get to that, still, this is part of number four. Okay. The ECW locker room afterwards with Aaron's favorite wrestler, the Sandman. That's right. Oh, you could smell the painkillers through the screen. Oh, you could. could. You could. I, I don't know what opiates smell like, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's what that smelled like. Yo, uh, yeah, 100%. My, now, my honorable mentions. One, good God, Lita looked scrum diddly umptious. Her shirt in this uh, thing is amazing, and it looks like it's missing parts of in, in it, two, uh, two parts, uh, large parts in, in the shirt that are, are missing, and uh, it, front, it made right? f- for a great visual. It did, and she looked so good that King said, tell Lita's puppies to stop staring at my eyes. That one popped me real good. King and uh, JR had a couple back and forths that kind of made me uncomfortable. One, one time during the matchup, JR says, 
King, why you got to make everything about six? Like, why, why is everything going to be about six? JR King, always makes the awkward transition after yeah, that, too. Like, He's just like, why is everything going to be about right. six, JR? I mean, King. Dude. One more thing. Oh, uh, no, a couple more things. Mike, did you hear the Phil Mickelson reference in my match? No, Mike didn't watch any more wrestling this week. Oh, uh, of course he didn't. JR says Edge almost blew like a uh, blue to <laughs> blew the spot like Phil Mickelson did on the last hole of the U.S. Open. Wingfoot, man, he melted down. He he needed to like par it and to win his first major, and he like double bogeyed. Well, he's yep. since then he's he's won a, yeah he's won a few, but this is back when he was the greatest golfer to never win one. That's right, yeah. Now Ricky Fowler's yep. the greatest golfer to never win one. Best golfer, not greatest, different. Anyway. Listen. <laughs> Next reference. Edge yes. nails RVD with the power bomb onto the security rail, and this is why Jr. is one of the best commentators. He says RVD may have a lung loose or a kidney displaced. <laughs> After that, God bless I, you, Jr. Jr. is the best. He is. He make he he keeps you entertained and keeps you glued to the TV. Because as a kid, I'm like, oh my god, like that's how you displace a lung, like oh. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, that's crazy. You could do that? Anyway. <laughs> I always hated the way RVD took head bumps, like the DDT in this match. He always, like, tweaks his neck to the side, and it right. just looks disgusting. Oh, it looks so gross. It's like Sammy, the way – Sammy Guevara, the way he does that. I don't know if I can say his name. Can I say his name? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Right, yeah. you, you could say Ibushi. He always takes nasty neck Yeah, bumps. Koto Ibushi. We, we follow his neck on uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Cookie, what did you awesome. think about Edge's like facial expressions? Like, I forgot how good and animated he is as a heel. Throughout the match, he does like little things where like he'll he'll look to the hard cam or look to one of the cameras and make like a facial expression, and he's really able to tell the story of like what's going on in his mind and like little yeah. like you know grins to the aside, like yeah, I got the better of RVD on that exchange, or like yeah. just looking or like the, frustration. His little shuffle of the feet in the beginning of the match, or you know, he'll look the leader and he'll just like lick his lips or do some crazy shit like right. that. Like he, he has a way of like his psychology is just top notch. Edge as a heel, Edge is one of my favorite villains in professional wrestling. He's just a sleaze ball that that's doing anything that he can to win a match. Anything that he can, he's he's. Did they call him? He was he the ultimate opportunist? They would call That's him that. Exactly what he was. Yeah, because was he him. was one of the first people to uh, get the money in the bank and do the really crappy uh, cash in where somebody had just gone through hell and then he cashed yep. it in and got a, a title win from it. And literally everyone has followed suit ever since then. Yeah, it's, he's, it's, and it's he's got great. the crazy eyes that go along with it. Like he just. That's how I would want to be if I became a heel in wrestling. That's what I would want to do. Okay. Cookie, yeah, what but, is your cookie? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was it. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, what, what is your cookie count for this matchup? Oh, it's just like RVD's frog splash, baby. It's five cookies. There it's a we five go. cookie I, frog I, splash. I knew that like you were going to enjoy this matchup. It, it ended up being a very fun uh, Charlotte showcase for uh, WWE. Absolutely. Really, it was ECW at the time, Aaron. Don't don't get it wrong. It was ECW. That's right. Okay. RVD is a part of ECW. Don't disrespect ECW. Minus Sandman. Fuck Sandman. <laughs> but the rest of ECW, they're fine. I think.
for the high spot. Toll Bear has a ladder match between Team Angle, which is uh, your boy Cookie Benjamin and, uh, <laughs> and, and Charlie Varnum against Latino Heat. Eddie Guerrero. I can't roll my R's. So I, Eddie Guerrero. And Tajiri? Tajiri. Tajiri? Tajiri. The Japanese buzzsaw. Tajiri? And what a matchup this is, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. First impressions of after watching this, man, this is everything a ladder match should be. That's right. Compared to the, the new school style when they have 15 ladders, you know, ringside and then 50 more the entrance way, you got them all over. People are taking 10 minutes to set up a ladder spot and things like this. They hit the gas like right off the bat, man. And there's only like two ladders the whole time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really notice that until you pointed it out. I'm like, good Lord, they did everything with like a very small amount of ladders. And there's no hesitation. There's no, you know, like I said, they're not trying to set up something crazy. Everything, every transition was like super quick, crisp, and like no hesitation on anything. We see so many over-the-top rope suplexes and tosses and very early on Tajiri takes a wicked DDT where I thought he died <laughs> like it was yeah, uh, it, it was nuts it, throughout the entire match Tajiri took some things that I'm like oh yeah. good lord but you have some good psychology in this match as well because you have team angle which are these classically trained wrestlers and they're huge they're massive going up against a matchup of Eddie and Tajiri which are two small compact guys um, and it was a mismatch because uh, apparently before that, uh, Eddie's nephew, Chavo, had gotten hurt. So that's why they threw together this tag team, like, right before the event happened. So, like, that's what the psychology of that was. Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, they go right into it. And like I said, just power moves right off the bat. You see Tajiri and uh, Eddie team up doing these drop kicks to down ladders to guys' crotches. And, <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they're sandwiching uh, uh, Charlie Haas between two ladders. And Eddie, Jesus Christ, every, he took so many bumps in this match. He was doing these flip suicide dives, you know, from the curtain to the inside of the ring, you know, on these ladders they had Charlie sandwiched between. And uh, he, he's just taking so many hits and sacrificing his body, but everything is so clean and crisp and amazing. Um, and you have a couple teases of uh, back and forth and them trying to get the belt, but they just keep it so fresh. You don't have them taking 20 minutes to try to climb a ladder while someone tries to get up. Uh, it, it, it's quick. And it, you see Tajiri do this crazy might've been bad luck, but everything I guess turns out. All right. And then he actually runs under the ladder back and forth, right? Backflips to knock uh, team angle off of the ladder. This later leads to Charlie Haas being pushed off from the top of the ladder. Um, I don't know, probably 20 feet in the air going over the top rope to flat bottom, uh, via Eddie Guerrero. It's just insane. Um, and th they just never slow down. Um, the boys of uh, Latino Heat get some momentum, and then you see Eddie just go pure psycho mode, where he does probably what a twenty fifteen foot frog splash. Yeah, that that made my stomach very uncomfortable. So um, I, I've seen the highlights of of this frog splash and stuff like that, uh, watching stuff on YouTube. But I was cleaning the kitchen and watching my match earlier today, doing some chores, and. I thought he was just going to like kind of grab the belt 
you know, but then he turns and he pauses and he does that frog splash. And I just like screamed in the kitchen. I was <laughs> you know, fist in the air. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Um, and you think that's going to be it. You think Tahiri's going to come in and help him claim the belts. But um, Charlie decides to uh, climb the ladder and uh, give him a little contention for the belts where Eddie does this insane, I guess they call it a sub flip power bomb. Right. Very similar to what, what uh, Cookie had in his yeah, match, where so it's a sunset flip. For everyone listening, these guys are at the top of a 20-foot ladder facing each other. Eddie does a front flip where he then grabs him and basically does a sit-down powerbomb from the top of the ladder. It is absolutely insane. Um, did you watch this match, Cook? I don't know if you would call it. It doesn't quite go so smoothly, but Eddie pulls it off so well. Yeah, it's not as smoothly it. as the one that RVD had against – or Edge had against RVD, but it was very it – it was a big spot. But it, it was just an awesome move. He uh, gets to his feet. Him and Tajiri climb the ladder slowly to uh, have a great shot of Eddie grabbing the belts and hooking them and handing one to him. And then raising the belts, it was just an amazing match. Um, what, what what are you saying, Cookie? What are you talking about, Bullet Club, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Too sweet. But yeah, if you watch one match from this week's links, go on the network or find this match. It's amazing. Oh, wait, you don't want to put over the Midnight Mayhem link and give me some some sponsorship money? Is uh, that- well, you didn't have a ladder match like this. <laughs> oh man! I mean, it's it's just insane um, how good of a show. Eddie put on and just the punishment he would take. It, it was insane. Yeah. And this was a time, I think, what, what year was it? Like 2002, this was 2003? Judgment Day. So it was a pay-per-view Judgment Day. Um, I think it was 2000, around yeah. 2002 or 2003. Yeah. And this was like before Eddie kind of went away for a little bit and uh, kind of found himself. This, it's a crazy time in Eddie's life. And he's taking these risks. And you can tell that like at this point, like, but Jesus, that crowd. So this was in Charlotte. This is yep. when um, Charlotte Arena. It is packed. And by the end of this match, every person in that uh, stadium was chanting Eddie's name. Oh, I would have been too. Man. Everybody was. It was insane. All right. So, you got a haiku for me? Yeah. All right. Buzzsaw and Eddie. Latin heat, Japanese steel. <laughs> Lay fuck boys to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you telling me the world's uh, best tag team, the world's greatest tag team are fuck boys? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Cookie, you hear that? Aaron, do you uh, you don't look like a fuck boy. I, I'm not. Are, are you a fuck boy? I don't think so. Uh, Diane, am I a fuck boy? <laughs> oh, she can't hear me. Never Diane mind. can't hear you. Diane doesn't care. She's watching, watching TV. Not watching yeah, wrestling. Is. Not watching wrestling DVDs. I can tell you that. No, oh, she's enjoying it probably right now because I watch a lot of wrestling DVDs. Jesus, that's a lot of wrestling. Jesus, Jesus that's, a, that's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> I am glad that we were able to get you on the horn today, uh, Cookie. It, it feels like Around the Horn, that, that TV show. We've got Cookie as a contributor on the TV screen looking at us as he's, he's telling us all sorts of stuff. Uh, I'm, we're glad that you were able to settle in after the wild and crazy going away party last week. Tolbert, let me tell you, last week's going away party uh, would have given you heartburn. That's about it. Um, it did, were you able to eat all the cupcakes, Cookie? Uh, I still have two left, Aaron. There was a lot. You, you gave me a lot of cupcakes. A lot of sweets, bro. <laughs> like, we, we thought there was going to be a lot of people. It ended up just being four. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to give them away. I'm, like, throwing them over my balcony. Like Now fuck. you know why I'm so aggressive with food. I want to get it out of my sight. 
I see. Yeah, I get it. Cause you're just gonna eat it. And that's how yeah. I feel right now. Yeah, I'm like, get get this out of here, so I don't like I I don't have any leftovers. The that's why I keep my fridge pretty barren. That makes sense. Aaron, what do you eat then? You filter Dukes, feed? Mayonnaise. I eat I eat mayonnaise. <laughs> I eat cheer wine uh, um, and coffee creamer. That's that's about it. You need an air fryer, man. That's I, I t- do that's have an air fryer, Cookie. Oh, you do? Well, then why yeah. would you use it? It's a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> he does have one. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know that. My bad. <laughs> Thanks, Cookie. All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Yeah, that's that's a great in the episode. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will talk about wrestling next week. I think we'll have kind of a normal... Uh, normal stuff we'll go back to japanese wrestling with cookie and uh we'll have some some little people or something for for tolbert i don't know we'll figure it out thank you for listening to two dollar steak a pro wrestling podcast